1 Corinthians 15. Now, I tell you, brothers, the good news which I preached to you, which you received, and on which you stand, by it you are also saved, if you hold firmly to the word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I gave to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, then to the twelve, then he appeared to over five hundred brothers at once, most of whom are still alive now, but some have died. Then he appeared to James, and then to the apostles. And last of all, as to the child born at the wrong time, he appeared to me also. For I am the least of the apostles, who is not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted God's church. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace, which was given to me, was not unproductive, but I worked more than all of them. Yet it wasn't me, but the grace of God which was in me. Whether then it is me or them, we preach and you believed. Now, if Christ is preached, that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ hasn't been raised. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. Yes, we would then be found to be false witnesses of God, because we testified about God that he raised up Christ, whom if he didn't raise up, then also the dead are not raised. For if the dead aren't raised, neither has Christ been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is useless, and you are still in your sins. Then they also who have died in Christ have perished. If we have only hoped in Christ in this life, then we are the most miserable of all men. But indeed, Christ has been raised from the dead. He became the first fruit of those who are asleep. For since death came by man, the resurrection of the dead also came by man. For as in Adam all died, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the first fruits, then those who are Christ's at his return. Then the end comes, when he will hand up the kingdom to God the Father, when he will have eliminated all rule, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. For in Psalms it says, He made all things subject under his feet. But when he says all things are made subject, it is obvious that God is accepted, as he put all things subjected under Christ. When all things have been subjected to him, then the Son will also himself be subjected to God, who subjected all things to Christ, so God may be all in all. Or else what would those who are baptized for the dead do? If the dead aren't raised at all, then why are they baptized for the dead? Why do we also stand in danger every hour? I confirm, by the boasting about you which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, that I die daily. If I fought with animals at Ephesus for human purposes, what does it benefit me? If the dead are not raised, then let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die, as it says in Isaiah. Don't be deceived. Evil companions corrupt good morals. Wake up righteously, and don't sin, for some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. But someone will say, How are the dead raised, and with what kind of body do they come? You foolish person. Whatever you sow is not made alive unless it dies. That which you sow, you don't sow the body of what it will be, but a bare grain, maybe of weed or of some other kind of seed. But God gives it a body as it pleased him, and to each seed a body of its own. Not all flesh is the same flesh, but there is the flesh of men, another kind of flesh of animals, another for fish, and another for birds. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly differs from that of the earthly. 
There is the beauty of the sun, another kind of beauty of the moon, and another beauty of the stars. For one star differs from another star in beauty. So also is it with the resurrection of the dead. The body sown is fragile. It is raised, never ending. It is sown in shame. It is raised in beauty. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, but it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is also a spiritual body. So also it is written in Genesis, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, that which is spiritual isn't first. That which is natural is. Then that which is spiritual. The first man was made from the dust of the earth. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As the one is made from the dust, so are those who are made from the dust. Likewise with the heavenly, they also are heavenly. As we have been born like those made of dust, we will also be born like those of heaven. Now I say this, brothers, that our normal bodies can't receive God's kingdom, neither does the fragile inherit eternal. But I tell you a mystery, we will not all die, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we will be changed. For this fragile body must become eternal, and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this fragile body will have become eternal, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then that which is written in Isaiah will happen. Death is swallowed up in victory. Hosea says, Death, where is your sting? Hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, my loved brothers, be unwavering, immovable, always abounding in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain.